listening to the Worcester Observer podcast because you have impeccable taste. Hello and welcome to the Worcester Observer podcast. I'm your host, Rob George. We're doing this 24 hours later again. Uh, mainly down to me because I was off at Warriors Media Day yesterday. The season is getting closer and closer. Well, I say that, it doesn't actually start for another month. Well, you were just on a jolly, weren't you, Rob? I was just on a jolly talking to very, very big rugby players. Were they? Why wasn't I invited? I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm what sorry. I want to know. Um, but we've got some great interviews uh, lined up with the director of rugby, Alan Solomons, and also Chris Pennell, who I'm delighted <gasps> to say we floated the idea of the podcast, Watch This Space. That's all I'm going to say. Fantastic. We're hopefully going to have him on. The club have got no problems with it either. So Amazing. So what were you doing there yesterday? We're just talking to the players. We're, the team photo was taken. and uh, we you were in the ju- team photo? I'm not in the you team photo. You didn't creep around the back and pretend to no, be a big, no. burly rugby player? No, anyone would see me would tell me, big, burly, <laughs> yes, but I mean, I would last two seconds. I mean, my hand hasn't recovered from all the shaking of the hands because they're big guys and they're like, nice to meet you, mate, and you're like, ah! So what was it, like just a press day where they invite everyone? A press day where we can have a chat to any of the players. So we've um, had words with the new signing, Matt Moulds, with GJ Van Vels, the captain, who's a very nice guy. Uh, Chris Pennell, as I said, and I'm trying to remember who else did we... Oh, yes, Cornel Dupreeze, who suffered a fractured throat. That's hard to say. Fractured throat. (laughs) Fractured throat. (laughs) (laughs) He suffered a fractured throat last year. Oh, no. With a heavy tackle, and he's... Very, very ready, but very scary. I can imagine if he's half as scary on the rugby pitch as he was to talk to. Um, that felt very intimidating, but a lovely bloke, but very burly. And I can imagine when he's tackling somebody, you feel the tackle. Oh, wow. Um, I can't wait for a rugby season to start. No, I can't either, but it's, it's so truncated. I mean, they're, having, they're going off to Spain for a pre-season training camp, hmm. coming back, and then they're having another week off. Because the season doesn't start till the end of September because of the Rugby World Cup. Oh, of course. Very strange, but great company, uh, Warriors, and lots of exciting things going on down there as well. Um, Saw some diggers Mm. behind one of the stands, and I know what it's about, but I'll keep the club's um, comfort. Oh, they told you. I had a meeting there a couple of weeks ago um, with all the marketing people, and they were just wonderful, wonderful team. But they said they've got some really big news coming up. And so they've told you, but you can't tell anyone else yet. There's one exciting development behind an end, shall we say. Ooh. Uh, It's going to be very, very fun, and they're going to release the news. So we won't betray the confidence. Are they going to get one of those big jumbotrons like they have in America? No, no, no. But they've got (laughs) digital ribbon advertising, a digital ribbon. It just goes around, apparently. They've seen... That's been put into place, all very modern. It's an incredible facility, isn't it? We're so lucky to have it on our doorstep. And they were also telling me that they're doing so many different events and they want to start having concerts and maybe even getting us involved with them to do a wedding fair. Yeah, I can so see watch, it. watch that space. I can see it. And I felt the pitch as well. It's all an all-weather pitch, so it's not proper grass, it's synthetic grass. Oh, is it not? No, it's very, very... It feels like grass. I didn't know it's that. It's brilliant. Oh, it's an wow. all-weather pitch, so they can play in all weathers, and it doesn't get waterlogged, it doesn't get frozen or anything. Because it does always look immaculate, doesn't it? It is brilliant, absolutely brilliant to see it close up. I wonder, what, fun. I wonder why they don't do that at like Wimbledon and stuff, because I, I was thinking after a few weeks of Wimbledon, the, the court <laughs> in Wimbledon look, looks just really does yucky, <laughs> doesn't it? You could tell that the end of yeah. the tournament because there's no grass left. Yeah. But no, very, very enjoyable, and we thank uh, Warriors for all their hospitality yesterday. It was very enjoyable, and you'll no doubt see it all in the paper 
uh, the next couple of weeks, he and says. S- and so when are you going to tell us what the big secret is? When the club reveal it. It's oh. the club's... It's not that big, but I think it's very exciting, but I think it's something the club should uh, say. Okay. Well, uh, I'm intrigued. Very, very exciting, and we thank um, Warriors for their company. Very exciting build-up to the season, because it still feels like it's ages away. You've got football starting and all the so-called winter sports are starting, but then rugby's kind of sitting there waiting to start. Mm. But very, very interesting. Anyway, we digress. We'll go on to talking about things you'll be seeing on worcesterobserver.co.uk, and we're doing this on Thursday afternoon, GCSE results out. Hope you did well. If you didn't, don't worry. There's always a future. There's always hope, and there's always. I liked your letter. Your letter from the editor this week, which was saying exactly that. Because you're so right. It doesn't matter, does it? There's always options. There's always an option. Yeah, and you know, you might find something. You're suited to something a lot better. So don't worry. Don't panic. I mean, it's not GCSE. It's A levels. You'll see the A level results um, online. But we've got GCSE results coming on stream today as well. Mm -hmm. On stream, that's a very technical term. Um, But the A-level results, I'll just share you a story. I needed a particular set of grades to study journalism at the University of Central Lancashire. Hmm. Didn't get them. Walked home, depressed, left all my friends. They were all going out to celebrate. Even the ones that didn't get their grades, they just didn't care. Um, Walked home depressed, and it was my late mum who said, well, ring them, you never know. So I was just like, oh, you know, typical teenager, I know more than my parents and <laughs> all people that have been around forever. So I rang the clearing and went, oh, no, you've been accepted onto the course to do journal- is journalism in English. Oh, amazing. So there's always hope. If there you haven't is. got the results you've got, look into other, thi- look into other things and there's always um, a path forward. But congratulations to all of you. There's been some great A-level Results. I'm just trying to get my head around the GCSEs because it's now not A's and B's. It's, it's one to nine. nine. Yeah. Where nine is good and one isn't. I know. That's, that sounds so weird to me. But um, Does it seem... I don't know if it seems it, whether it seems it to you, but it's changing something that really never needed changing. Yeah, totally. It wasn't broken. Don't fix Everyone it. Everyone understands mm. A star. Well, the, you, when I was doing it, you didn't even have A star. It was just A, uh-huh. B, C, D. Yeah. Um, and then I think E, and then maybe U, I think. Unclassified, Yeah, I think it? something like that. But, um, yeah, you didn't even have A stars, so... It's very, very, very strange. But you, that's all on the website. GCSEs, as we're recording, if you listen to them this Friday, we're going to update as we get more information from the schools. Um, but the fuller version will obviously appear online. But the A-levels are all on there. Great stuff for... Kings from uh, RGS, from Worcester Sixth Form and other schools in Malvern as well. Should mention those as well, especially Kings as well with the sad loss of the head teacher suddenly, That's as we awful, said. Yeah. They recorded a fantastic set of results. So a bit of a bittersweet week last week with a devastating loss of a much-loved head teacher, but success on the, fi- on, on the field? No, that's sport. <laughs> You're still at the Warriors. I'm, I'm still at the Warriors, <laughs> yes. Um, but success as well. So a very bittersweet. But congratulations to all of you. Whatever you're doing, I hope you've got the results you want. If you haven't, look for other options. But congratulations anyway, because I think we give young people a real it's unfair true. deal. You know, if they do well, it's just like, oh, but the exams are too easy. Well, 
They still mm. needed doing that. They still needed revising. Yeah, my friend's um, little boy, little boy, I'm saying little, um, but he was showing me some of his mock GCSEs a while Oof. ago. And I'm not joking. It was really hard. And I'm not, I'm no scientist. I have to hold my hand up. But it was, it was kind of like biology and physics. And oh my goodness, I wouldn't have known even where to start. So they're they're difficult. I'm glad I'm a grown up. I am. And I also um, have to say, I did interview a very well-known comedian. I won't tell you exactly who he is because um, he might not want this to be known. (laughs) But he got four U's apparently at A-level. Four U's. How do you do that? And now he's a very, very well-known comedian who was actually on Dancing with the Stars recently. So you might know that's a clue. Uh, there's a there's a clue in there. But um, yeah, and he's American. No, he's English. He's uh, English. Yeah. Well, there we go. Dancing, not Dancing with the Stars. Um, Strictly Come Dancing. Sorry, Strictly Come Dancing. You see, if you'd have said Dancing with the Stars, people would have looked for an English comedian. That I went know. To... Yeah. Sorry, I always get them meddled up. I watch both the American one and the English one. Um, but I yeah. think I know who it is. For you, how do you do that? For then... the sake of um, uh, for the sake of the podcast, I think we'll kiss that one off. <laughs> um, where that's completely thrown me. Strictly's coming back. That's very exciting for me, anyway. Mm, um, I love it. I, it's, it's escapism. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm gutted Love Island finish, but strictly really? something to look forward to. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm that person who loved Love Island. No, everyone does. It seems all the cool people do see. Oh, am I cool? Okay, I'll take that. Thank well, you. Well, it just seems like my, my Twitter feed is just like, oh, what about that Love Island? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> just you watch one, watch next year, and you just have to watch one episode, and I promise you, you're t- sucked in. I'm too ugly to watch Love Island. It's, all, <laughs> it's full of the beautiful people. Oh, don't be silly. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We're going off on a tangent. This is going to be one of these random podcasts, I think. Let's do some news. And um, the lead story has provoked (laughs) quite a lot of debate. Uh, Labour want to improve bus services in the county, and they've launched a petition, and they want you to have your say on a day of action that's going to be across the county on the 5th of September. Shadow Transport Secretary Andy MacDonald was in the city to promote it alongside... Councillor Lynn Denham, the uh, Labour Party's candidate for the general election, whenever that may be, slash October. Um, (laughs) But they want to um, improve bus services because they believe better bus uh, services, better lives. Hmm. Um, It's provoked a lot of debate. Do read what... Uh, do read the story online, worcesterobserver.co.uk. See what you think. You may not agree with it, you may not. Interestingly for me, though, uh, Lynn made the headlines um, in, a rival opposition, in a rival newspaper for comments on this very podcast when she said bus drivers were lazy. Hmm. Um, so she's revisiting a topic there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, our lead, the, that's the lead story. Um, why, why does she think bus drivers are lazy? She said some were unprofessional and were lazy. But surely it's... Um... They have, like, their rounds to do, don't they? That was her personal opinion. Yeah. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> leave it there. Li- it's a bit of a strange thing to say, isn't it? Um, but do listen to that podcast if you can. Um, just go on worcesterobserver.co.uk forward slash podcast and you'll find it. Um, nice picture of Lynn. And uh, you'll find it. Have a listen for yourself. But they want to launch. Uh, they're going to have a petition and they're going to hand the petition in on the 12th of September. Uh, to the county council meeting as well. So they're going to drive up the pressure. Um, certainly the Labour Party are going to drive up pressure on the county council to do something about bus service. We need something to do, but the problem is I'm a terrible fence-sitter on this issue because I can understand 
the need for better bus services. Mm. But at the same time, I can understand the bus companies are like, well, we haven't got, we aren't made of money. You know, for us to run a service, people have got to use it. If they don't use it, we can't just mm. have it. Gone are, gone are the days we've just got money to chuck at things. Where is like Worcester it, with like Uber and you know these taxi car more, share things? More black black cabs and private hire and hackney carriages, very very popular. But I reckon it won't be long until Uber and Lyft and the like mm. take over, and that's what we've seen a lot in America. Mm. So people now don't really use buses very, very seldomly because these, you know, cab sharing companies, which you do on your phone, and they're super cheap. They're cheaper than a bus ticket often. (laughs) You can have your own private cab or they even have, you can order it so you share a cab Mm. with other people and they'll pick up others en route. Done that before. Yeah. it's um, Shared with three strangers. Yeah, you end up making friends. Well, I think we were all annoyed because our train didn't come. So I don't think we made friends. We were more happy just heading in the direction we wanted to. Um, I've lost complete track. This is going to be a real random podcast. If you're listening to this, the standards of last week have gone, I'm afraid. We're um, just completely, utterly random. I do want to draw attention. um, A new Archchief has taken up his post as uh, part of an ambitious bid to bring not one, not two, not three... But four new festivals to the city. Wow. Festival City. Festival City, indeed. Um, David Edmonds has taken over, uh, was taken the job as um, Archchief to develop arts arts in the arches, which Mm. are those, if you know the railway arches by the hive, they're all going to be turned out into little independent businesses and a brilliant walkway into the centre of the city. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant idea. Oh, wow. Um, and one of them is going to be a festival of light staged in early 2020. We'll see a series of light-based installations. I'm presuming that's things with lights in. Mm. Very technical term, installations. Uh, put up around the city. Further details will be announced later this year. So might be an idea for another podcast guest. We'll get them in to promote that. 100%, but yeah. Certainly in uh, 2020. And, of course, we're recording this on Thursday. And what have we got this weekend? We've got a heat wave. Allegedly, although looking out the window at the moment, I don't see any sign of a heat wave. It's grey, it's miserable. Windy. Windy, and it's not too warm mm. either. Uh, but allegedly there is a heat wave on its way, and it's going to be 30 degrees, and we're all going to love it. Wow. Um, one of the things you could do, if you want to turn to page 8, but it's in the paper as well. It's in the paper as well. No, it's on page 8. It's online as well. Visitors to the commandery can go 800 years back into the past from medieval experience this weekend. Commandery, brilliant. I went um, over Easter. Terrific, terrific experience. Worthwhile going. They've got plenty going on. Do visit worcesterobserver.co.uk to find out more about that. Um, But it's very ideal for the bank holiday weekend, I think. Um, Where were we going next? I don't know where we're going next. Oh, that's... Wanted to draw attention um, to this. You'll see it online over the weekend, I think Saturday, but the 14th, uh, not the 14th, it's page 14 of the paper. If you've got the paper to hand as well, uh, cricket across Worcestershire turned red at the weekend to support a former England captain's bid to raise awareness of a rare form of lung cancer that killed uh, his late wife. And this is Andrew Stroh's campaign. If you watched the Ashes Test match 
at the weekend. You'll know Thursday was Red for Ruth Day, uh, where everybody wear red, the Sky commentators. The cricketers wore red caps, and Strauss himself and his young boys wore red to support it. Brilliant, brilliant idea. And I think... I don't think it's beyond us to recommend another podcast. If you listen to the BBC Test Match Special podcast, where Andrew Strauss talks about the loss of his wife, and Glenn McGrath, the Australian fast bowler, talks about the loss of his wife to to a form of breast cancer, um, you cannot fail to be inspired. You'll cry, you'll be emotional, but the courage these men have got of carrying on without clearly their their much-loved wives and mm. the mothers to their children. Mm. It's just utterly inspiring. And cricket showed its support. Everyone, think, turned red at the weekend to show its support. And if you've watched Andrew Strauss talk about the charity, because his, his wife, Ruth, never smoked. Oh, wow. And she was as healthy as anything, and yet she developed a rare form of lung cancer. Oh, gosh, how awful. Uh, which claimed her life. So cricket has been doing its part as well, which is just terrific. And um, I just ended up watching... Interviews as well as the test match, which was thoroughly engrossing. I just watched it and just thought Andrew Strauss is just just one of life's great people. Mm. You know, and it's often I, it annoys me in the way that great people are often hit with tragedy. You know, you they often speak about it and just think it's such a shame what's happened. Mm. Just like, well, can't they have had the other way? Can't they have just been great people and had a great It's often life? what makes them great, though, isn't it? They say you have to walk through the rain to experience the rainbow. That is uh, deep. And Muhammad Ali was like, no matter how many times I get hit down, it's how many times I get up. No, as long as you get up. I don't know. I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that, that sentimentality. But, but nobody does a quote as good as Muhammad Ali himself anyway, <laughs> exactly. so we could probably um, leave it there. Also, another thing uh, turning to a bit of sport, uh, do take a look online and on the back page of the paper as well. Warriors have got a new kit. In fact, they've got three new kits. A new home shirt, a new away shirt, and a new cup shirt, which they'll wear in the, the cup competitions. I've seen it all close up. They look amazing. Mm. They look really, really top draw. Um, the home kit is Warriors blue and gold. Uh, the away kit is white with a blue stripe with some orange. And... The cup kit, you just got to see it to believe it. What, what's a cup kit, then? They're going to wear it in the cup competitions. OK. It's just another way of making money, basically. Right, got you. <laughs> but it is fantastic. I've seen them all in the flesh, and they're great, great. They're absolutely fantastic. They look great. And I think Warriors could have a good season this year. That's the mockers on it now. They're instantly going to have an awful season because I've said good things. Well, they were pretty good last year, weren't they? They did well. They did very well. But uh, I didn't predict anything last year, so I've put the mockers on them now. And are all the favourites back for this year? Do you you mean your favourites, Claire? (laughs) My favourite. They're all my favourite good-looking ones back Anyone in particular that you're looking forward to seeing? These three in the paper on the back page look quite good to me. (laughs) They've become my favourites. Yes, they're all there. I've seen Milani Nanai uh, close up as well. Very tall, very broad. Yeah, he's Um, a (laughs) favourite. Yes, but he's married as well. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, But yes, they're they're all there. We'll be playing at Six Ways. I'll get you a ticket or something front row. Excellent. Fantastic. I'm going to take you up on that. See all the blood. (laughs) But I never knew this, the advertising hoardings around the pitch, Hmm. they're actually springy. What do you mean, the advertising? 
you know they've got the advertising boards yeah. around the pitch in rugby they're they're all cushioned why in case they run into well, them because they could slide off the pitch and crash into them okay that I makes it, sense and it's it absorbs the impact it's brilliant i love a good rugby game i think i need to go and watch so one. exciting i yeah. need to go and watch one i really do you're you're a big american football fan aren't you i am and did you know that I think your favourite American football players are coming to London uh-huh, yes. in October, October the 6th? We've got the four Raiders. games. Yeah, the Raiders are going to be here. We've got four games, haven't we? I'm I not think, sure. I think we've got two at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I've swore on the podcast being an Arsenal fan. I've said Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> we've got two games at their stadium and two games at Wembley. Yeah. Um, looking forward to it. Season starts next Thursday. Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers. Ooh. Somebody will be up at 1am watching it all and then moaning how tired he is the following morning. <laughs> it's not actually next week, it's the week after because it's the week my son goes back to school having bizarrely confused his father all holiday, really. Aww. I think I think he may be defective, my little boy. In what way? I think I might need to turn him on on, on and off again because <laughs> apparently hedgehogs come out of pine cones. Oh, really? Five-year-old logic. Makes sense. I Big love five-year-old logic. <laughs> Maybe he was thinking about the little acorn yeah, cones I, I, or something. I don't, they're spiky. I don't know. But he's, he had, he's, he's found a pine cone and he's adamant the hedgehog will come out of it. Oh, I've got a lovely lady from Worcester coming to see me on Sunday, I think, and she's bringing some hedgehogs to come and live in our garden. They're rescue. Live. Yeah, they're rescue hedgehogs. And, um, yeah, if anyone has space, it has to be... We ha- You have to have, like, a bit of space away from a road. So if your garden, you've got, like, a nice long back garden or something or a quiet area, um, this lady rescues hedgehogs from all over the county and um, she rehomes them. Brilliant. So, yeah, but she has to check that it's all right. So yeah. it's nice if you're there's, like, water close by and things like that. You know, it's not... You don't need water there, but we've got, like, a nice little pond. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. That's cute. Yeah. And we're going to build them, like, a little house, apparently, as well. You, oh. just, you just have to, like, get sticks and yeah. she shows you how to do it. They're not demanding, are they? They don't want a four-bedroom place. <laughs> they're, they're very, very easy, apparently, yeah. <laughs> and, after the, and after they're in there, you don't have to do anything. They just look after themselves. And yeah. They're quite resilient, aren't they, hedgehogs? Apparently, but apparently, um, obviously, so many get, like, you know, squidged on roads when they're close yeah. to roads. And also badgers. They try and keep them away from badgers. So if you have badgers, they're a bit not keen on letting you have some of their um. rescue hedgehogs. So you know, we get foxes where we live. I don't know if foxes are a, so much of a danger. Maybe no. they are, but I think badgers are the ones that really cause the havoc in the hedgehog world. I was sitting, I was sitting playing a computer game last night, and I could hear a rustling in the back garden. And mm. I, I don't know whether it just keeps happening now, and I'm just so used to it. I almost know it's not human. Oh, you know it's a fox. I stood, I stuck my head out the kitchen window, and just these. Two eyes at a low level were staring back at me. That's scary. I should say, at a distance, they were, he weren't like yeah. right up against the window wanting to let in, but he scarpered. But there, there are foxes around. I don't mind them. No, it's all nature, isn't it? It's all nature, and it, it, it does offset the fact that the cats... I may have spoken about this on the podcast before, but the street where I live, we seem to have cats that have got an internal strife with each other oh again about two o'clock this morning it was you know when they start talking to each other and it just sounds like two drunk men in the street (laughs) maybe it was two drunk men no it was definitely it was definitely cats (laughs) well i I hope it was because if it was 
adults, then they make some very strange noises. And um, I'll finish the sport anyway. Let's get back to doing a podcast about, you know, news and things and not this randomness. <laughs> it's, it's Thursday afternoon syndrome, isn't it? It is, it is <laughs> just something like that. If you want to watch Worcester City and you've got a computer... Get online, 12.30 on Saturday. Worcester City's preliminary round FA Cup game with Heather St John's will be streamed live by the BBC. Amazing. And that's promotion for the BBC, just saying. We've been pl- plugging their podcasts and a bit, we, we, they need to plug us. Yes, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We've, so they will take on Heather St John's on Saturday lunchtime. It's going to be streamed by the BBC. There's going to be commentators there and everything. It's going to be fabulous. Good Brilliant. luck to Worcester City. Right, I think we've done as much as we can with the news. Um, I think now we'll hand over and find out what's going on in all the entertainment section across Worcester, Malvern and beyond with Claire's What's On Worcester Roundup. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Rob. Yes, I'm here to give you some suggestions of fun things to do and see this weekend in the Worcester and Malvern areas. Starting on Friday the 23rd of August, we've got the Worcestershire Open Studios event starting. This is a free art event, well, 83 free art events in fact, and it's running all weekend until Monday the 26th. Basically, it's 180 artists of all different mediums, painters, sculptors, you name it, everything. And they are all opening their doors to you at 83 locations around Worcestershire. This is a chance to delve into unseen creative spaces, talk directly to artists about their inspiration, learn techniques and materials, as well as a chance to purchase exclusive works. Some artists are offering refreshments, demonstrations of their work, and even the opportunity to have a go at making some art yourself. And if you visit five or more studios, you can be in with a chance to win £100 to spend on some artwork of your choice. Sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Entry to all the venues is absolutely free as well, so why not go and have a creativity-packed adventure weekend? It's the perfect way to spend a bank holiday weekend, in my opinion, whether you're an art lover or you just fancy a nice family artistic day out. Um, All the details are on their websites, so you can check out which artists you want to see and um, where they are, etc. WorcestershireOpenStudios.org.uk Sounds amazing. Also this weekend is the Sunshine Festival happening in Upton on Severn. They call it the heart of England's greatest family festival. And I know why, because they have some of the best bands and performers. It's going to be so much fun. And it's called the Sunshine Festival. You can't beat that, can you? This year, Busted will be there. 10cc, Peter Andre, Judge Jules, the Osmonds. We might as well be in LA or something. It's going to be amazing. Going on all weekend, get all the information from their website, uptonfestival.co.uk. Also this weekend on Saturday evening, there's a jazz night happening at the Royal Porcelain Works with Source City. Source City are a local traditional jazz band that you really won't want to miss. They're incredible. They were formed back in 1992 by a group of friends who got together to welcome a local soldier home from the Gulf War. The fun evening soon evolved into a six-piece jazz band, now with 20 years' experience under their hats. It's totally free and all part of the Worcester Festival, which is still going on at the moment. So do keep checking out the website for all the event listings. There's so many incredible things going on. Um, WorcesterFestival.co.uk for all the information on that. 
It's also the Worcester Fake Festival happening this weekend at Pitchcroft in Worcester. If you haven't heard of fake festivals before, they are basically fake bands, but real festivals. They also have free camping at this one, so do check it out. It could be a fantastic weekend and free camping. You can't beat that, can you? The website is fakefestivals.co.uk. Moving on to Sunday, the 25th of August, just a few live music gigs to tell you about. The Arrow Valley Brass Band, they're going to be putting on a free performance at 2pm in Priory Park in Malvern. Journeyman, the great Journeyman, they're going to be performing at the Chestnut in Worcester on Sunday. Jack Blackman, he's going to be putting on a show at the Lamb and Flag in Worcester. And Black Merkian will be putting on a show at the Imperial Tavern in Worcester at 5pm on Sunday too. And on Monday, if you're not all festivaled out yet, Fort Fest is a free family fun festival with live music and entertainment. That's going to be happening in Fort Royal Park from 4pm on Monday. Um, Sounds loads of fun there. Have a wonderful bank holiday weekend, everyone. And remember, if you have an event going on, do let us know at the Worcester and Malvern Observers so we can let everyone know. Back to you, Rob. Thanks, Claire. And uh, thanks for another What's On Worcester roundup. If you remember, if you've got any information, any events going on, do send it in because it's so popular, isn't it? So popular. um, uh, Every time I get an alert that something's been retweeted or shared, it's often the What's On page. Uh, and it's a great way to promote your event, so do get in touch with the details on that. And because I understand we're having a bit of a redesign of it, I've just seen the first draft, and it's got a photo of me on there, which I think is a little bit too big, and right. I and I feel like I look like a psychic because <laughs> they've kind of faded out a little bit. So uh, we might have to have a little bit of a redesign. We'll a, yes. But if that goes in next week, um, I apologise, and hopefully the week after. If it'll not, be it'll, it'll, be the, it'll be the already existing brilliant design anyway. <laughs> I don't know why I did my hand gesture there. It's an audio. Thing. Thing. I've got to remember that. We're going to wrap this up, I think, and meet again at this t- the same time next week. Uh, until then, I think we're done here. Bye-bye. Bye.